MSW Media. News was wearing daily beans, daily beans, daily beans, daily beans. Hello and welcome to the Daily Beans for Friday, January 10th, 2020. Today, a refresher on our history with Iran. The appeals court allows Trump another $3.6 billion from the Department of Defense to build his wall. Pence defends keeping Iran intel from Congress. RBG is cancer-free. Trump rolls back more environmental protections. And Ghislaine might be hiding in Israel. Finally, the New York City Bar Association asks for Congress to investigate Bill Barr. And, oh, sorry, there's more. The FEC commissioner rips Facebook. I'm your host, AG, and with me today are Jordan Coburn. Hello. And Mandy Reeder. Hello. Mandy Reedy. Mandy Reedy. I accidentally said that yesterday. and no, That's stuck. funny. That's how I signed off yesterday. It does have a ring to it. Yeah. <laughs> Mandy Reedy. Mandy Reedy. We missed you. Thank you. I miss you all. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. How fans New York? You know, it was New York. <laughs> it was insane. Yeah. Things I can't say on air. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. dang. All right, we'll have to talk later. Yeah. yeah debrief. Yeah. Is this like a <laughs> spicy was, debrief? Well, it's like you go to a place that's open till 4 a.m., things are going to happen, you know? <laughs> and I'm there with my college true. roommates. Oh. So it was just like, we all reverted back to being like 18 years old immediately. Digressed. Oh, yeah. It was fun, though. Did you have like 3 a.m. pizza? Oh, later. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Too. How late? <laughs> like 5. Oh. Like 5 a.m. dollar pizza. 5 a.m. dollar pizza. Yeah. yeah. It nice. was crazy. Nice. And but anyways, to, it was it was really good. Yeah, because we told everybody that you probably went that you went to the pair and that we we love hanging out there and yeah yeah we did yeah Grizzly Pair. Mm-hmm. That's a fun that's a fun place. Yeah, I don't know why I like fun. that place so much. That's like I think my, one I of like my favorites. Yeah, I like it too. Got to go to the cellar. Saw David Tell. Nikki <gasps> Glazer popped in. Um, it was amazing. I miss Michelle Wolf though. She was on the show before. I really uh, wanted to see Michelle Wolf and Dan Soder. Yeah, we saw her that. in Philly. We did uh, Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Yeah. That was really good. Yeah. She's so funny. She's such a good joke writer. Yeah. But it was great. Thank you for asking. I'm happy to be back. Yes. We are happy to have you back. How are you all? How's back my, to your San Diego regular aged self. <laughs> yeah. I've just been waiting for you to get back so you can rage with us. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. 5 a.m. $1 <laughs> pizza coming yeah. later. Uh, it is raining. You'll probably hear that as we uh, are having sensitive microphones. So enjoy that. Um, and we do have a lot to get to. So we might as well jump in. Let's hit the hot notes. Hot notes. Okay, so I'll do an Iran update for you. U.S. officials are saying that Iran shot down the plane we talked about yesterday with uh, two Russian-made missiles, and they believe it was shot down by accident. Now, I don't trust this administration as far as I can throw it, but Justin Trudeau is also saying evidence shows Iranian missiles down the Ukraine flight. From Associated Press, Justin Trudeau says evidence indicates it was Iranian missiles that downed or an Iranian missile that downed the Boeing late the Boeing jet late Tuesday. And the strike might have been unintentional Uh, based on the information we had yesterday. This is exactly what we thought. Um, We went through some of the evidence we had yesterday and I said it sounds like it was either a surface to air missile or Mm -hmm. a bomb from inside the plane because there is clearly shrapnel in the wreckage. 
Quote, we have intelligence from multiple sources, including our allies and our own intelligence. The evidence indicates that the plane was shot down by an Iranian surface-to-air missile. At least 63 Canadians were on the plane. It crashed hours after Iran launched its missile attack against Iraqi bases housing U.S. troops in response to Trump's killing of Soleimani. Mm -hmm. And Trudeau was asked if he thought the U.S. strike killing the Iranian general was to blame. And he said, I think it's too soon to be drawing conclusions or assigning blame or responsibility in whatever proportions. And I thought that last bit was interesting, meaning, yeah, at least partially. Yeah, obviously something costs something. (laughs) At least partially to blame. Yeah. Mm -hmm. In whatever proportions. (laughs) Um, The prime minister of the UK uh, is also saying it was a surface-to-air missile that took the plane down. It appears the plane had tried to turn around but never made it. Uh, Ukraine has not yet said they believe the plane was brought down by Iran, though they have sent a team to investigate. And Iran has now invited the United States to be present during the investigation of the crash. And an Iranian news outlet said that the Boeing has or that Boeing, the company, has already selected a representative, but there could be problems sending them over because of sanctions. So the Iranians are also now saying one of the black boxes is damaged. They were not going to give the black boxes over to the United States. We yeah, talked about or that yesterday. Boeing, right? Yeah. But now they've said that they've you know, they're going to be asked Bo- ask Boeing to come as long as they can get around the sanctions somehow. Uh, And they said we might ask the French or the Canadians to help fix the black box. But so far, they're not admitting that they're responsible. But the wreckage, uh, I think, is probably the most important evidence. I I know that they're going to get the black boxes, but I think we've got all the evidence that we need in the wreckage. Yeah. It just seems like there's evidence for Iran, Iran trying to not maximize casualties. That's not what they're trying to do, right? We've already learned that they deliberately made that attack in such a way that was going to limit casualties, especially U.S. casualties. So to think that they would then make some point to blow a whole fucking airplane up, that just doesn't even make sense logically to me. It makes more sense it'd be an accident. Yeah, or, well, except that um, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs, Mark Milley, has now said he believes, from the evidence that he's seen, that they were looking to kill U.S. troops. Um, today? Did that come out today? That uh, was yesterday, last night, and that sort of mm. leaves the door open um, for a, a retaliation of the retaliation. Um, I mean, I, I wonder, too, if, like, because of the fact that it's filled with Canadians, it's a warning sign to Canada to say not to ally with the U.S. on this. I don't know. I That's thought it was mostly Iranians hatting. that yeah. died. Well, it, and Iranian-Canadians, Iranian-Canadians and other, and other Iranians and, a lot of and, Canadians. and some Ukrainians as well. And I think German citizens, British citizens, Ukrainian I citizens. I honestly, personally, Canadians. don't think that Iran knew who was on the plane. Fair enough. Uh, they just knew it was headed. I think it was in their airspace. Mm-hmm. They were in the middle of an attack. We were having this escalation issue, and mm-hmm. they just they took the plane down. Huh. Yeah, there's also the theory, right, that it, like turned up as a blip on their radar system and then it like attacked it just based off of that yep and there's also a theory that they thought it was an american plane yeah uh in which case that means they were looking and so that could be general milley's uh, where he's getting his assessment that they were trying to kill u.s troops because if they thought that that was an american plane then they shot it but that's not troops i mean unless they thought it was a, right. a war plane i mean maybe they thought it was full of american civilians yeah yeah. But then that wouldn't that wouldn't say that wouldn't back up Millie's right. thing about it being yes troops. they purposefully went after U.S. troops, but it, it, there's just a lot of different yeah. stuff. Yeah. And of course, no evidence has been offered. Right. I just don't think that they like if it came out that that was on purpose, especially because they thought it was filled with Americans. That would be considered a huge act of war. I would yeah. imagine, and, and I, I don't think they're trying to go for that right now. I don't think it, they're trying to start World War Three. 
and I don't think that they would have done that anyway mm. uh, on purpose because you know they've they were sending messages through a back channel yeah. through Switzerland to the administration while the attack was going on saying we're we're doing this this is our retaliation and then it's that's it it's over mm-hmm. yeah and then also I mean I just. No, you're right. I think the concept of it being like a warning sign to Canada is a little ridiculous. Actually, now that I like say it, but it but it definitely is suspicious and it definitely is. There's a lot unexplained there. But Mm -hmm. I'm kind of with you and Jordan in thinking that potentially they thought it was something else. Yeah. Yeah. Or it was an accident. I think it was an accident. Yeah. That's personally what I think. Yeah. Yeah. Because if they if they were trying to do this, they would have claimed responsibility for it. They claimed responsibility for the rocket attacks. Right. On the two air bases. Mm -hmm. Yes. And if it's true that they were trying to turn the plane around. If they were like blown, targeted and blown up by a missile, there wouldn't have been any difference, you know, in time for them to even be like, oh, let's try to turn around. Like they just mm-hmm. would have been blown to smithereens if yeah. it was just a targeted direct hit. Right. I would think, assuming that that's true, assuming that that they got that communication from the pilot. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and they are saying that there was no communication from the pilot. My question is, why the fuck was this plane allowed to take off? during this conflict. Yeah, or pictures. They're also saying that there were pictures from higher up planes that saw part of the plane on fire too. So if those pictures are real and actually exist and can be verified too, mm-hmm. then that would mean it wasn't to... just blown up like in one shot. Mm. Yeah, I'm wondering why it was trying to turn around. That's, the, you know. They might have... have finally got the message that, hey, stay out of <laughs> stay out of Iran, air? Iraqi airspace right now. I read something that said that an engine was on fire and that's what some other Iranian pilots saw or something or like some other people in planes that were above them saw. They're, obviously, there's so many different stories that are being thrown out and people are saying things and retracting them and saying them and taking them back. But Yeah, but a guy yeah. did come out and say that that, that's, that doesn't happen on the Boeing 737-800. Engines don't just blow up. Right, and they can't. Right. They don't catch fire, and in fact, you can have two engines out without them catching fire and still glide to safety. So, right there. I mean, as the investigation goes on, we'll keep you posted. You know, we'll yeah. we'll let you know what's happening. But it 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 does seem, uh, at least you know, I don't give a shit what U.S. officials say, but uh, U.K. and Canada are both saying that it was probably an mm-hmm. accident, mm-hmm. and and they were surface to air missiles, or missile or missiles. Uh, And then speaking of Iran, the House of Representatives has passed Nancy Pelosi's War Powers Resolution Act, uh, 223 to 197. Eight Dems voted against it and three Republicans voted for it, including Matt fucking Gates. Oh, God. Why? I don't. Well, he gave a little speech saying like a Bernie reason where it's like not enough. No. Well, but in the other way, I don't know. No, He actually said I have a lot of military more military in my district than any other representative i had to bury somebody in arlington he's a grave digger and (laughs) and um and i i'm gonna support this bill he really wants congress to be able to author have to authorize yeah any further just flat out how the democrats had it written he was for it no he put an amendment in there okay (laughs) (laughs) the amendment removed any language that had anything specifically to do with trump or uh this the killing of uh So he, that language was removed and the bill was passed. Okay. Well, and now it goes to the Senate, but Tim Kaine is proposing his own uh, that at least two Republicans, Mike Lee and Rand Paul, will vote for. And I'm sure there are others that will support it. Although Mike Lee came out today and was just sucking some MAGA joy. Yeah, I, I heard that statement <laughs> that, where he was like, after the briefing, he said, uh, he was like, it's ridiculous that we should be told not to debate having military intervention. That is un-American. Yeah, that was last night. But then today, oh, he was more? like, oh, by the way, those four administration officials, they're the dicks. They they didn't say what Trump really meant and, and was back to supporting Trump. So I don't know if he's going to support this bill or not. Mm. Uh, I imagine Trump would veto it. 
Um, and it doesn't look like it has veto, a veto-proof majority at this point, but perhaps when it gets out of both houses and has all the amendments, maybe we'll get a better picture. Why would Democrats be against it? I, I don't know. I haven't, uh, I haven't looked as to, I haven't seen any reasons so far why those eight Dems voted against it. Yeah. Huh. That seems like something that shouldn't even need to be voted on. Yeah. Like, isn't that already written in there somewhere? (laughs) (laughs) It's a constitution thing. Yeah. I don't know. know. Uh, Oh, no, we don't all 100% agree on the constitutional language. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Trump uh, claims Soleimani was planning to blow up the U.S. embassy. That was his reason he gave today. He said, I will say this. We caught a total monster. We took him out. Uh, That should have happened a long time ago. We did it because they were looking to blow up our embassy. We did it uh, for other reasons that were very obvious. (laughs) Somebody died. One of our military people died. People were badly wounded just weeks before. Unquote. (laughs) Hard to read. But the administration is still facing fierce criticism for refusing to release any underlying evidence of his claims that Soleimani was planning an imminent attack on U.S. troops in the region. When pressed for evidence that Iran was going to blow up the embassy, he cited the demonstrators that stormed the embassy days before the Mm -hmm. drone strike, seemingly asserting that the protesters were going to blow up the embassy. And that's it. And that's all the intelligence they needed to (laughs) kill him. Quote, I think it was obvious if you look at the protests. If you look at the protesters, they were rough warriors. They weren't protesters. They were Iranian-backed. Some were from Iraq, but they were Iranian-backed. And then, oh, and then he compared his response to being, he said, how, look how great I am and how terrible the 2012 attack on the embassy in Benghazi was. So he's trying to tie this mm-hmm. to the protesters at the embassy and saying that they were going to blow up the embassy. Although, uh, and that he prevented them from doing that uh, when he killed Soleimani. Because, you know, I'm sure a couple of days after they stormed the embassy, they were going to plan on blowing it up a few days later, and they wouldn't if Soleimani was dead. I'm sure that's exactly Sound what happened. Sound logic. Right. Impeccable. Yeah. Dude, he has like thousands of protesters outside his building every fucking day. <laughs> what is he going <laughs> to blow all of us up to? Such a bad reason to do just... Uh, yeah, again. How... Uh, <laughs> welcome I back, Jordan. Welcome I back. Yeah, welcome I know. Back. I haven't been the most news ever happened when I was gone. I We're freaking going to war. I know. I know that escalated quickly. Yes, it did. Escalated quickly. Yes, it really did. Hmm. Anyway, um, and then Pence, uh, Pence was on TV today, mm. sa- saying that sharing intel with Congress would. Co- he, they, here's the reason. <laughs> he was talking to Savannah Guthrie. He said the reason that we didn't share any of this intel with Congress is because it would compromise sources. Uh, he's insisting the administration couldn't provide lawmakers with some of the most compelling evidence behind Trump's decision to kill Soleimani because it would compromise sources and methods. This is despite Dem lawmakers um, calling for the information in, in a congressional briefing to be made public, insinuating that it's not a matter of national security and touting transparency. Uh, quote, some of that has to do with sources and methods. Some of the most compelling evidence that Soleimani was preparing an imminent attack against American forces and American personnel also represents some of the most sensitive intelligence that we have. So Pence says the imminent attack was against U.S. forces, while Trump says it was about an attack on the embassy. He also said those of us who were made aware of the intelligence in real time know the president made the right decision to take Soleimani off the battlefield because he was planning imminent attacks on American forces not the embassy. And importantly, when asked uh, if the threat of imminent attacks are gone now, he said, well, the threat of Soleimani's leadership is gone, (laughs) which kind of echoes Pompeo and and leaves the door open for future military action, honestly. Yeah. 
I did hear something kind of crazy, and I can't name names, but someone, I don't even know their name, actually, so that makes that easy. <laughs> I'm going to do that now. Like, yeah, hooked up with this dude the other night. I can't name names because I don't remember them. <laughs> I don't kiss and no, tell. I literally can't name names. <laughs> what is but, it? I can't tell. You can tell me I'm a doctor. <laughs> But someone, <laughs> it's very hearsay based, which is why, but but someone that is two degrees of separation away from me has, um, they recently came back from serving over there and they said that they were getting like laser pointers like on them, like, oh, the red dot from a gun. Yes. And so they were saying shit like that has been happening and stuff like has been escalating over there just from that point of view probably something just like on the ground jackass like on the ground with a shit. cat laser pointer <laughs> oh, god that would be fucked up that's the whole that's the whole reason we go to war is because fucking bob had to bring a cat laser pointer to <laughs> I don't think that. But I think like what he was saying is that there's been senses, like legitimate senses of increases in hostility for whatever reasons over there. But it's like, I mean, I could think of some reasons. The whole thing is just bred from hostility, obviously. But um, yeah, to think that if it's like you kill the person at the very top as if that's not going to only enrage people even further and motivate them more to action is just terrifying yeah you killed one guy and he was a bad guy but how many are gonna die because you killed that one guy right and pence is saying that you rhymed. can't disclose <laughs> yeah that's dr seuss for war times how many will die because you killed one guy <laughs> is it three is it four? Oh god let's push trump out the door <laughs> god also a cheering book <clears throat> i'm so sorry but, but like if, if pence is saying like we can't know the intelligence because they can't name sources i I don't want the fucking name i just want like you can leave the name blocked out i just want to know what, what the happened fuck you heard the name. yeah like what yeah around the name i don't care about the person who am i getting what am i gonna do <laughs> who am i let me find I? this person jordan coburn that's right <laughs> Um, Trump also said, and this is killing me, he said, one of the problems of which there was many, was many, not it's were many, but whatever, uh, $150 billion, uh, $1.8 billion in cash, all that money, and then that money was used for terror, because if you look at Iran, it wasn't so bad until they got all that money. So what he's talking about is the nuclear deal, uh, where we unfroze a bunch of money we had frozen since 1979 mm-hmm. and we owed it to Iran and that was the pay that was we were paying them back mm-hmm. and and that was part of the nuclear deal mm-hmm. which Trump is blaming by the way Obama for right. these attacks but uh, Trump's numbers are not accurate it's 50 billion uh, not 150 billion and every evidence shows the money went um, to a lot of it went to pay debts that they had internal and external debts um, they had infrastructure they had to rebuild and fix. They had to rebuild their oil fields so that they could get their export revenue stream running again because that was not happening. Uh, and some of it did go to the Revolutionary Guard. Uh, but let's talk about who was giving what to the Revolutionary Guard and for what purpose. Because as we know, Trump and Ivanka's Baku Tower in Azerbaijan was a money laundering facility <laughs> that was funding the fucking Iranian na- uh, Guard. I mean... That's what it was doing. It was corrupt. He was skirting unions. Um, whole big giant piece in the New York Times about it, and and which Trump has acknowledged to be correct. And so, uh, excuse me, you know, the, mm-hmm. I mean, again, bl- you know, blame others for that which you are guilty. And then 
you know, again, this is a repayment of frozen funds from 1979. This money was repaid, a repayment, most of which went to other things. And it was to promote the nuclear deal, which stopped effectively stopped Iran from developing a nuclear weapon. So you're funding the Revolutionary Guard building a fucking hotel. We're funding partially the Revolutionary Guard to put the nuclear deal in place so that we can stop Iran from getting nuclear weapons. So go fuck yourself. Yeah. And now the commander of the Iranian Revolutionary Guard is promising a harsher revenge for the killing of Soleimani uh, is still to come. And that's why this war powers resolution is so important with mm -hmm. U.S. officials uh, and the chair of the Joint Chiefs saying Iran intended to kill U.S. troops and then Iran the Iranian commander threatening more retaliation. Uh, it it's essentially that Trump be forced to seek congressional authority as stated in the Constitution, to take any military action against Iran going forward. I think it's important. It's in the Constitution. They're relying on this 2002 thing that got passed through Congress to pave the way to invade Iraq, mm -hmm. which was uh, also now known as a, as an historical mistake. Mm -hmm. And you're using that. It has nothing to do with Iran to mm -hmm. base your ability to just go in. And, and, and if you want to come at me with the Obama airstrikes in Libya, and he used that same thing to do that too, I think that was also wrong so mm -hmm. i don't want to hear that argument um so there we're not so great <laughs> at learning from our mistakes are we no you know reflection growth making Hist changes history retweeting <laughs> history yeah. retweets itself did, <laughs> did you see andrea chalupa she tweeted out this npr there's this podcast called through line their very first episode was about how the u.s like overthrew the like Iranian democratic movement in like oh, four days. That's Are my whole second B block. Oh, fuck yeah. Fuck Sorry. Yeah. I should read the script email. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't gotta do that shit, man. Okay, cool. I'll be here. You got your stories, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay, cool. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't write those. We're doing great. <laughs> doing great, everyone. You're doing great. Professional podcasters. <laughs> All right, after this quick break, I will go over why it's so important we proceed with caution regarding Iran because their memory is long. So stay with us. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey everybody, it's AG, and this Helping the Daily Beans is brought to you by Remrise. Do you ever get to try to go to sleep, but thoughts of world war being caused by an incompetent orange baby man keep you tossing and turning all night? Tackling sleep issues shouldn't be impossible, but so many sleep aids aren't effective, and they make me groggy in the morning. And that's why I was excited to hear about Remrise. Uh, Remrise is a personalized sleep solution. Personalized, they customize it for your needs, and they use natural plant-based formulas to help calm your mind, relax your body, and get your circadian rhythm back on track for better, more restorative sleep. What I like is that Remrise addresses your individual sleep issues. Like I said, it's drug-free and it uses natural healing ingredients, so there's no groggy side effects in the morning. All you have to do is go to getremrise.com slash dailybeans and take their free sleep quiz. Uh, I took the quiz. It was easy. Excellent website. It determined I'm always on, quote-unquote, meaning uh, I'm overscheduled, overworked, and I wish I could turn my brain off when the day is done, and I have a hard time doing that. So they sent me their Power Off program, and that lets me let go of the day's vexations for a deep restorative night of rest. I found my sleep has improved night after night with Remrise. Remrise also comes with an awesome digital app so you can track your sleep progress, so it makes it actually kind of fun. And it even has guided meditation to help you get in the right mindset right before bedtime. So do what I did. Check out Remrise today. Go to getremrise.com slash dailybeans. Take their sleep quiz, and when you sign up, you'll get the first week of Remrise free. The first week free. Just pay shipping. You won't find an offer like this anywhere else, so get your first week of Remrise for free when you sign up at getremrise, R-E-M-R-I-S-E dot com slash dailybeans. Get Remrise.com slash dailybeans. You'll be glad you did. 
Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Uh, so in the midst of the tensions between the U.S. and Iran, I thought it would be a little bit important, just like you were talking about, Jordan, to give a little bit of history here. Uh, we learned in 2013 that our CIA participated in a covert action known as Operation Ajax to overthrow the democratically elected prime minister of Iran, democratically elected prime minister of Iran in 1953. This was the first covert op to overthrow a foreign government during peacetime uh, for the United States. The prime minister wanted to audit a bit. Here's what happened. So the, the prime minister in 1953, democratically elected, secular fella. He wanted to audit a British oil company called the Anglo-Iranian Oil Company uh, because he wanted to limit UK control over Iranian oil because, you know, they were totally, you know, taking their oil. Yeah, they were getting like 80 percent of the profits. Yes. So and they wanted to, you know, be a sovereign nation and, and use their own resources and, and make revenue off of that. So when the company refused to cooperate... Iran voted to nationalize their oil industry and expel foreign corporate representatives from the country. And once that happened, Britain voted to boycott Iranian oil and then started to get ready. They started mobilizing their military because they were going to go and physically seize control of a British refinery in Iran called the Abadan Oil Refinery. But they called that off in favor of the economic boycott. And the UK prime minister, who was Winston Churchill at the time, and the Eisenhower administration together decided to overthrow the Iranian prime minister because they viewed him as unreliable. And they, basically, he wasn't going to let him just take all their oil yeah, money. Yeah, keep taking advantage of them. And they feared a communist takeover of Iran. I think that might have been the talking point. Mm-hmm. Um, it was yeah, about even money. Yeah, I think Mossadegh was the guy's name. Yeah. He, like, wasn't communist at all. No. Yeah. Nope. He just didn't want them to keep getting, like, fucked over. Yeah, and they were. Mm-hmm. They were totally getting fucked over. So after the coup d'etat of 1953... Uh, a government under General uh, Fazlallah Zahedi was formed, which allowed uh, Mohammad Reza Pahlav, the last, I'm saying that wrong, the last Shah of Iran to rule as a monarch. So this is the Shah we installed. Uh, he was supported by and relied heavily on the United States to retain his power. And in 2013, the CIA declassified documents that showed the U.S. hired mobster thugs in Tehran to stage pro-Shah riots. Sounds familiar. And between 200 or 300, between 200 and 300 people were killed uh, during these riots. And the former democratically elected prime minister was arrested, tried, and convicted of treason by the Shah that we installed, that the U.S. and Britain mm-hmm. installed. Other supporters of the former prime minister were arrested. Some were put to death. And uh, I think the the former prime minister spent three years in prison and then on house arrest for the rest of his life. And then the Shah ruled for 26 years until he was overthrown in the Iranian Revolution in 1979. And the declassified CIA documents also showed the U.S. was in charge of planning and executing the coup, bribing Iranian politicians and bribing their security and army officials. And they spent a lot uh, of money and time distributing pro-coup propaganda. Mm -hmm. And it was the coup that caused the long-lasting damage to Iran's perception of the United States. Even uh, even though Eisenhower, the Eisenhower administration considered the coup a success, the repercussions have left a haunting and terrible legacy. And the coup is said to have contributed to the 1979 revolution, which deposed the pro-Western Shah and replaced it with an anti-Western Islamic Republic. And I think this is indicative of the impact that decisions like assassinating a general of a sovereign nation have on U.S.-Iran relations. Mm-hmm. Uh, even U.S. Supreme Court Justice William O. Douglas, who visited Iran both before and after the coup in 1953, said, uh, we united with the British to destroy him. We succeeded. And ever since, our name has not been an honored one in the Middle East. 
So as I was saying, this history illustrates the importance of, of the War Powers Resolution, limiting Trump's ability to act unilaterally without congressional authorization. And I, for one, would feel much safer and confident with a check on the executive when it comes to military action in Iran. They have a long memory. Mm-hmm. And, and these kinds of actions have deep historical impacts on the region. Yep. It's not just like, oh, we did it. They hit us back. It's over. High five. We're moving on to the next season of The Apprentice. On <laughs> the WB because it's probably not on a network anymore. But that is how narcissists work, <laughs> right? <laughs> I know you said the something. The Animaniacs so. and The Apprentice. So light and I'm... <laughs> oh, I'm just laughing at that reference. Uh, Good old WB reference. <laughs> and then Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, Buffy. Um, Sorry. It's time for my yearly rewatch of Buffy, actually. I think. I have to, I'm going to do that because they took friends off Netflix. Oh, no. Um, you seem really concerned. <laughs> oh, no. So anyway, back to the deeply no, divisive friends. history between the U.S. and Iran. No, Friends is, Friends is my, like, falling asleep show. Like, I couldn't... I, <laughs> it's getting worse. I know, I know. I, like, can't... I don't actually have any idea of the actual, like, timeline of Friends from start to finish. Yeah, because totally. Because <laughs> I just watch it... Random I've never watched it start to finish. I just uh, watch it when it's on. That's the only way I've watched it. I oh. never watched it in the 90s. I watched it like two years ago from beginning to end oh. on Netflix. Oh, nice. That's, I don't actually have... how it should be viewed in its original <laughs> creative intent. I don't know the full storyline of any of the characters. The I just jumped in. have uh, like a flow. You can't just jump in. <laughs> I mean, how are you going to know if they're on a break or not? Yeah. God, right. Very complex character development. It's hard to keep track of. I just did the Ross hands thing. I strongly <laughs> believe that Monica should uh, try smoking pot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's pretty high strung. Anyway, um, Iran. She would still be high strung and just break stuff. Mm-hmm. That's what happens to my <laughs> she tried dog the when I give her CBD treats. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's kind of hyper, and so I was like, it'll chill her out. No, she's just hyper, just confused. <laughs> Anyhow, um, back to... Yeah, what was I saying? Um, oh, yeah, you were saying that Trump only has as much perspective as... You hit us, we hit you back like a one for one. But that is how narcissists work is they view everything in this like tally. Yeah, transactional. Like, tra- That's transactional. Exactly what being transactional means. Mm-hmm. Tit for tat, black mm-hmm. and white, yeah. this and that, there's, eye for an eye. There's not a lot of context historically or either like forethought going forward. It's like this goldfish brain thing. No, and it's clear that he has no forethought. When you right. look at what happened in Syria, you look at this uh, airstrike against Soleimani, it's, it's obvious that he doesn't think about what happens next. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't or know what has happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I don't even he doesn't know what has happened. He can't find Iraq on a map, um, which is <laughs> which is where the uh, um, the airstrikes were um, against the two U.S. bases. But yeah, I um, he just he doesn't have any respect for how that is going to sit historically and for how long it will sit historically, because it's mm-hmm. not just about whether the the prime minister of iran is like we're done that's it even steven yep but all of it like that's it like it happened in a vacuum and no one else is mad about it mm-hmm. yeah yeah that um that recap that you just did was really good because i love how you like spanned yeah not over just the actual coup attempt itself but like everything before and after i did listen to that one podcast and learned all these weird details just about those four days specifically and apparently the guy who was sent over there was the grandson of Teddy Roosevelt. Yeah, Kermit. Yeah. <laughs> Is that his name? <laughs> Hi ho, Kermit Roosevelt here. Here to overthrow your <laughs> It was actually Kermit. Democratically elected the whole time. <laughs> 
He's like auditioning for what is he on? Fucking Sesame Street or something. <laughs> I would months. rather have Kermit the Frog as president. Yeah. Than Donald Trump. Like, what's your resume? Well, I overthrew Iran once, and I can't do a Kermit voice. <laughs> not, my, not my strong suit, but <laughs> Kermit the Roosevelt here. <laughs> I'm here for the coup. Oh my god. Sips tea. I strongly <laughs> believe no one should be named Garfield or Kermit. And I, I even have a, I had a great grandfather named Garfield, and I was like, I hate that this is your name because all I think about is the cat, <laughs> the lasagna, the lasagna cat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I also learned that <laughs> oil company that you said in the beginning, I forget what it was. The Anglo yes. Iranian oil company. That turned into BP. Yeah. It, it was, yeah. That's oh. what, what a stab in the heart. Well, and I apologize if you wait, if, has BP done anything wrong or weird? <laughs> right. <in the> last? <laughs> right. Yeah, first off, they just fucking dropped they dropped the name of the place that gives them the fucking oil and then on top of that killed all the fish. Mm, nice. Brutal. Thanks. Yeah. Um yeah. I, I, if you already mentioned this, I apologize. Um but so much of that was also about the fact that they didn't want Iran to nationalize their oil because they were worried mm-hmm. that other countries would follow suit and we'd have this like global movement of countries right. nationalizing their oil. And that's what oil. they're calling communism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it countries would be taking over their, their own fucking resources. Yeah. 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 A like, global movement of countries actually being able to keep their own money from resources that are in mm-hmm. their fucking yeah. country. Yeah. They're like, can you imagine if Africa gets hold of this? That won't do it all. Yeah. We can't it's like, live without taking advantage of all these other countries. Yeah. Uh, it's like the oil and gas chastity belt. Yeah. <laughs> mad about it. Yeah. Die mad. Die mad about it. Another <laughs> thing that stood out to me from that story is um, one of the tactics they use, like you said, they hired gangs in the area yeah. and then had them start chanting, had them like wreaking havoc and then had them chanting Musadek's name. So they were trying to do that thing where they like make them look crazy yeah. and make them look like this guy's supporters are in incre- like in Cranley. Incranely. Yeah. That's incredibly and insanely together, everyone. <laughs> You're like welcome. Incranely. Webster hit me up. Um but <laughs> insanely violent, right? And then and then at some point they like brought those gangs to his house and they were like freaking out, obviously, in his house and he was like, No, I'd rather just like die in my own house and they're yeah. like, No, we have this way to get you out and so like they fled and then obviously that didn't work out for him though. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and that was (laughs) and then the first they they tried to take him over twice the first time they had staged an arrest right and then they got word of the arrest and then arrested the people that were supposed to arrest him (laughs) and then they didn't know that america had anything to do with that first arrest they just thought it was the shah so then they had exclusive beef with the shah Apparently, meanwhile, fucking Kermit is over sitting here, just like perfect. I can strike again. Hey ho! Yeah. <laughs> oh, this makes me want to rewatch Argo. Argo, fuck yourself. It's such a good movie. Yeah, it's so good. What is even that? if What's it's about, about Affleck, it's really good. It is good. He won an Oscar for it. It's um, it's about the Iranian hostage crisis. Yes. Oh, yeah. Okay. And, and it's this like kind of side story where um, a bunch of um, uh, a handful of people who were at the American embassy like were snuck into the Canadian ambassador's house and like hid there and they eventually smuggled them out. Sorry, I'm mm. ruining this for you if you haven't seen no, it. Okay. Um, they smuggled them out. I mean, I imagine with, like, it's in fake history books Yeah, exactly. Also? They, okay. they smuggled them out with like fake Canadian passports. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's but really By pretending that wow. they were doing a movie called Argo. So they yeah. set up a studio, Whoa. a yeah. fake studio. It was crazy. A fake, but with like real producers yep. in Hollywood mm-hmm. helped with this. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. It's a really good movie. It's really good. It's really interesting. They went to like great lengths to like rescue these people and made up this whole fake operation to get them out of the country. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
yeah that's pretty cool yeah it's crazy i yeah i'm sorry that's the last thing i'll say about this but like school history fucking failed me so hard i never learned that i never learned about what happened in the 70s i never learned about the region that we've just been like engulfed in conflict with for my entire life yeah, nobody ever tells you what it. turned iran into an islamic republic right or like oh people say that iranians like hate americans and then just don't ask why they're just like oh, i think they just hate white people i mm-hmm. think that's it that's all there's nothing underneath that there's I no never, reason right i never i had no idea about any of that shit yeah not shit it's really important sorry that's <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>, shit <laughs> All right, we'll be right back. (laughs) Kermit the Frog, more headlines. (laughs) We'll be right back with more headlines that the mainstream media may have missed today, so stick around. Hey, everybody, it's AG, and I want to tell you about my favorite women-owned company called Third Love that makes the most comfortable, perfectly fitting bra I've ever worn. I'm totally obsessed. All my bras are Third Love now. Uh, Recently, in search for a good bra, I learned that half of all women fall in between cup sizes, and that's me included, making it nearly impossible to find a bra that fit perfectly. So I'd always end up going to the store, and uh, some crazy Becky with a tape measure would chase me around, and then she'd throw me in a dark room with 50 ugly bras, and none of them fit right. Um, And... That's no more. I have found Third Love. I love it. They have 80 different sizes. They're an industry leader in sizes, including their signature half cup sizes. And with Third Love, I was able to find a more perfect fit uh, in about a minute by taking their online fit finder quiz. Third Love makes bras uh, for your perfect fit using the measurements of millions of women. They use metadata that have taken the quiz to design bras with all day comfort and support. Third Love takes into account cup size and breast shape, which is very important. And they find the ideal bra for you. And they have fit stylists available every day to help via chat, text or phone. Seriously, best, most comfortable bra uh, bras, plural, that I own. The straps don't dig. I don't have, like, cup gap. I don't know if that's a thing with you, but it is with me. No itchy tags, and they're lightweight. We have super thin memory foam cups that mold to your individual shape, and that's patented. That is exclusive just to Third Love. And best of all, Third Love has the perfect fit promise. You know how big I am on philanthropy. You have 60 days to try it out, and if it's not the perfect fit, you can return it, and Third Love will wash it and donate it to a person in need. Third Love knows there's a perfect bra for everyone, so right now they're offering our listeners 15% off your first order. So go to thirdlove.com slash dailybeans now to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com slash dailybeans for 15% off today. You'll be glad you did. All right, everybody. Welcome back. And now we've got some stories about some other things going on in the news. And Jordan, you have this block. Take it away. Yes. uh, So a lot of shitty Trump stuff, which is really all Trump stuff, arguably. Not arguably at all. Very universally accepted statement. Um, (laughs) That was a journey. Yes. (laughs) So one of of the shitty things. The end. Yeah. (laughs) One of the shitty things that happened, uh, it's not something he did, but it's a ruling that helps him. So an appeals court today ruled that Trump is allowed to use $3.6 billion of defense spending for the wall at the southern border. So this is a decision that's coming after a lower court blocked Trump from being able to use those funds from that same source previously. But it's important to note this ruling only applies to money that's coming out of very spe- of a very specific construction fund that's under the Department of Defense budget. It doesn't apply to things like like there's a counter drug fund that he's trying to pull money from, right? And he can't. This doesn't apply to those funds. Mm. Um, counter drug fund. This is the second time. Okay, the buzzkill fund. The buzzkill fund. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you hesitated. You're like, I wrote a joke here. Am I going to say it? Should I say it now? I forgot. I forgot that I wrote it, and then I'm like, oh, that doesn't oh, really hey. work later, does it? The buzzkill fund. I'm just going to get it out now. Yeah. Uh, what were you saying? 
<laughs> I think this is the second time uh, this has happened. This is the second $3.6 billion he's pulled from Department of Defense for construction, um, which puts our troops in danger. And this is, I think, exactly what happened the last time, too. A lower court blocked it, and then the appeals yes. court let it go. Yeah, so they first took it out last September, I know, and then it's just been in court since then, basically. But then there's all of these... There's just going to be so many lawsuits over this because there are so many different communities that have the right and ability to sue them on this. Um, And it's going to be it makes sense that it would be entirely different decisions based on if it's coming out of a construction fund versus like an anti-drug fund or something. Right. So I imagine it's just going to keep going. The statements from the groups who have sued are basically like this just sucks because it's just going to prolong an already lengthy legal battle that really shouldn't even be something that these citizens or taxpayers have to worry about but mm. it continues essentially. yeah and this, this is the whole goal is to at least get like a foot of the wall built before the election yeah um <clears throat> yeah i wonder how they're pro- remember that goal that they set where they had to build like some insane amount of wall every day to reach yeah. their goal yeah, i forget yeah, yeah, what yeah. the number was but it was like there's no way in hell they're making nope. that goal i wonder how they're doing no zero they haven't got anything <laughs> They're still you know, like those thermometers for like fundraisers and you're, you walk by, you're like, ooh, they got a long way to go. They haven't even filled up that bulb. <laughs> they, got, they got a long way. <laughs> that's, how, that's how his wall is right now. Oh, God. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. Ooh. A lot of cold souls walking by that wall. <laughs> the old collar pull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the first thing. Then today, uh, Trump has proposed changes to long, long standing environmental regulations. These are regulations that have existed for over 50 years. Uh, the regulations, uh, or I should say, they're anti regulations that would allow new mines, pipelines, and other projects that include tearing up the Earth's core basically and leaking toxic goop everywhere. Uh, they would just allow the regulations are basically going to take away the locals' ability to. If they like, if they miss public comment, then that's it. That's them forfeiting their right to say anything about it. So they'll have like one public comment period, and if they don't do it, then they don't get to say anything. There's that. There's also just shortening of timelines. Like, I know it historically takes a really long time to determine environmentally if it's safe to like break ground. These regulations are going to make it so they don't have to wait as long. They don't have to get the same people's approval. They can just like start pretty much slashing slashing the environmental studies, environmental impact studies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. Boy. Yeah, it's like a, it's like a it's like at a wedding when someone's like, "Speak now, forever hold your peace." Mm. Right? You know, like what the fuck? You can't you right. can't bring it up later when you get more information. Ex- Why do they ask that at weddings? It's Why very- do they do that? <laughs> You know what it is? It's basically it's like, do you think the person I'm marrying is a piece of shit? You better tell me before I do it. <laughs> just say that then. <laughs> like, yeah. And let the bride say it. Yeah. Yeah, it's a very weird thing to say. You're just like, look, I know all of you have come from out of town. You probably don't keep in touch very well with the bride <laughs> or groom. <laughs> Let's give you guys a chance. To just... Yeah, boy, if you if you <laughs> were afraid to tell her privately or tell him privately, now's, now's your chance to shout it yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> and wreck a $30,000 day. Yeah. Bring it on. I think that part of the wedding was exclusively created for movie scenes. That was <laughs> the only reason it's been put in. How can we make this more dramatic? Yeah. Ugh. Well, what Trump said for his reasoning behind this stuff is we will not stop until our nation's gleaming new infrastructure has made America the envy of the world again. It used to be the envy of the world. And now we're like a third world country. It's really sad. A third world country. You're the president, dude. 
Yeah. Also, I mean, definitely it depends on like the district that you're in. There are certain districts that are just entirely under-resourced and underserved, and they do have really pathetic excuses of like public works projects and sidewalks. Infrastructure. Infrastructure. Yes. Thank you. That's Mm. the word I was looking for. But overall, it's like we're not a fucking third world country. You can't just like throw that word out like that. It devalues other countries that have incredibly like longer histories of systemic issues with infrastructure. It's it's like just fear mongering. Just gross. It's just yeah, it's just ridiculous. Um but again, like I said, I know it is really shitty for some places that folks live here. But do you know what's interesting is second world countries are pretty much just Soviet countries that largely fell out of use in the 1990s after the end of the Cold War. It's like reserved for that. Interesting. Huh. Interesting. Or hmm. o- often what they would call is like up and coming or developing countries. <laughs> up and coming. coming. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? Like open mic countries. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> God. Um, I'm going to stop talking now. Hey. <laughs> um, you don't get paid. You're doing it for the exposure, you second world country. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't really, I can't say I've ever heard anyone say that in conversation. Second world country. Three white ladies discussing everything. Countries. Really? Yeah. <laughs> I was discussing second world countries, which are predominantly <laughs> white. So. Yeah. Fair enough. But I do think that he's just going to try to make this seem like he's trying to do Americans a favor to get more jobs done faster. Like, if you can shorten the time that it takes to build a freeway, well, we can build a bunch more freeways and we could a bunch more people to work. And, you know, I just that's obviously the direction he's going. When he made the announcement, there was like people in hard hats standing around him and shit. Just total like theatrics. Yeah, uh. yeah exactly. When it's really like, no, we live through Dick Cheney and many other people. And it's contracts that you and your friends are obviously going to get from this stuff and benefit from. And it's really sad. And the last thing we should be doing right now, given... Yeah. How our world is. It's really upsetting. Like environmentally. Yeah, it's really upsetting too because what I wish, I mean, it's so obvious that that all of the contracts they give for infrastructure and shit, they want to go to non-environmentally friendly people. And mm-hmm. I wish that they would embrace the Green New Deal and create yeah, green cor- jobs. Right. Yeah, of Because course. that would be really good for the economy and really good for the country. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. You want to create jobs, why don't you turn to new energy? Yeah. But obviously. Obviously. Because windmills cause cancer. Yeah. And they kill bald eagles by the thousands. Oh, the one one Piles of, of dead <laughs> eagles at the bottom of all the windmills. The bald eagle that comes and like lands on his or what should happen with the bald eagle and Trump? Did some shit happen? Oh, he, like, yeah, he had one at his desk and he was doing yeah. a photo op and the He's eagle like, totally <laughs> flapped his ass. Yeah. He's like, rah, rah. Trump's like, Ooh. Oh, God. So funny. I mean, I guess I don't necessarily need my president to have bald eagle grace, but it is funny to watch him not have it. Bald eagle grace. <laughs> Okay, so anyways, there's going to be a lawsuit uh, over this, I'm sure. A lot of lawsuits because that's fucked up, basically. <laughs> there we go. Okay, wrapping up. Next story. Uh, Lane, as we call her. Ghislaine Maxwell. There's So there's not a lot of corroborated reporting on this, but people are saying that they've seen her in Israel. They're saying that they've seen her in the Midwest, protected by like Navy SEALs. They're just saying they keep seeing her pop up everywhere. Because of all those Navy bases in the Midwest? Well, yeah. They're just saying she's protected by these massive groups of people across various countries. Yeah. So, again, her lawyers aren't responding to any of this stuff, obviously, and no one can really confirm anything, but... There are rumors going out there that she's, like, hiding out in Israel mm. a lot of the time. Interesting. It is interesting. I thought she was working with the FBI already. I, I don't, don't know. know either. Yeah. I have no idea. If she gets away unscathed by all this, though, that's 
awful. Yeah, that would be awful. If she is in Israel and she's just, she just like winds up staying over there forever, that's I mean, I wouldn't expect anything less. I think we have an extra extradition treaty with Israel, don't we? I don't know. Well, go on to the next story. I'll find out. Okay, next story, last story. So, uh, FEC is really pissed at Mark Zuckerberg. <laughs> I love Weintraub. <laughs> Jane Weintraub. She's so rad. Yeah. Oh, wait, Ellen. Ellen. Yeah, yeah. Ellen. I think. Yeah, I think it's, it's Ellen. Jane Weintraub. I think it's Ellen. No one probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, but she's federal election commissioner, Ellen Weintraub. Yeah, there it is. She is just really coming down on Zuckerberg for their policy, saying that they're going to continue to allow Facebook ads, and they're going to continue to allow Facebook ads that will not be fact-checked whatsoever. So they're not going to change pretty much anything about their policy right now. Uh, Weintraub said that Facebook's weak plan suggests the company has no idea how seriously it is hurting democracy. But I feel like Zuckerberg's like, oh, no, I know exactly how much it's hurting, and I'm just getting paid for it. So, see, I, ha- I have all the numbers right here if you'd like to see the data. Uh, <laughs> they, um, she, she just went on, like, a really good Twitter thread rant, uh, so you should just look her up on Twitter and read it. But one of the things she also said was, I am not willing to bet the 2020 elections on the proposition that Facebook has solved its problems with a solution whose chief feature appears to be that it doesn't seriously impact the company's profit margins. Mm. Um so that's not good if she's pissed at you no they're just sucking so hard like twitter did the right thing banning political ads completely Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. google is going in the right direction limiting the amount of targeting you can do with political ads and zuckerberg is just like trying to hide under this guise of some sort of like free market principle and it's like dude you don't give a shit about that stuff yeah Maybe when who you think like, a guy who started a website to rate women's faces <laughs> yeah. would end up being a douchebag. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. <laughs> <Fuck>. <laughs> Israel, yeah. by the way, we do have a we do have a um, extradition treaty with mm. Israel. Okay. So if if uh, life in the Chislane gets picked up picked up over there, uh, or if we indict her, we she could be brought back. Yeah. Really, it would take I don't know. A long time. I mean, she was existing in our own country Just doing these crimes and was probably protected by our own politicians for a really long time. So oh, I don't yeah. know if I would. There's put layers it past. to that. Yeah. To what's happening with her right now because she's yeah. just connected to so many different things. Um, somewhat related. I I was thinking about this because Prince Andrew was connected to the whole uh-huh. Epstein case. Um, I saw that. Uh, uh, Meghan Markle and yeah. Prince Harry were like, "Peace <laughs> out, royal royal family. We're gonna raise our kid in Canada." And I was like, God, Diana would be so proud. <laughs> yeah. She, like, Meghan Markle was like, fuck the press of the UK. This is terrifying. Yeah. So I'm proud of them. Somebody Good was like, American actress deprograms cult member. Yeah. <laughs> moves to Canada <laughs> with Therese Child. Yeah. Removes <laughs> removes Prince from toxic family. She, she Yoko Ono'd the royal family. That's great. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. That's a wedge they really needed. Yeah. Drawing <laughs> boundaries 2020. Hell mm-hmm. yeah. Good for you. Very nice. Yes. Love it. Power of pussy. And now I've got to make uh, like 15 minutes of uh, non-swearing banter before we go to our break. So not oh. 15 minutes, oh, but like God. 30 seconds. Okay, I was like, that's all really <laughs> long time. <laughs> so everybody, cool. let's have a moment of silence. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I, th- I think we're good. And, yeah. and we will be right back. We have a, a great good news block to get to after this break. So stick around. 
Hey everybody, it's AG, and this heaping helping of Daily Beans is brought to you by the good folks at Zola. Zola makes wedding planning so much easier and less stressful with wedding websites, registry invites, and a guest list manager all in one place. Um, I wish I had Zola when I got married because I had to use a ton of different vendors and I didn't have it right in one app in the palm of my hand. It was insane. It was very stressful. Uh, but with Zola, they take the anxiety out of wedding planning, and that's real. Like, wedding anxiety is a real thing. They have a free wedding website design uh, suite, and it's easy to create your site in minutes. They have hundreds of beautiful designs to choose from. You can customize it with your own photos, and they have great features like an online RSVP page, which makes it so much easier to track your guests, and a custom URL that you can use for your website, and frequently asked questions pages. So that's really helpful for your out-of-town guests, too. With the highest rated registry of all time, you can register gifts, experiences, and honeymoon funds. You can add gifts from other stores or sync existing registries and get free shipping and returns and free and easy exchanges, which you will need. Uh, and they have price matching and group gifting too. You can shop your whole paper suite at Zola from beautiful affordable invites to save the dates and thank you cards, all designed to match your wedding website so you have that one solid theme going through the whole thing. And Zola will help you collect addresses and track online RSVPs with their free guest list manager. And they'll even address your envelopes for free. So Zola has helped over a million couples get married, so let them help you too. Go to Zola.com slash Daily Beans and use promo code Save 50, that's save five zero to get 50% off your save the dates. You can also get a free personalized paper sample before you purchase, which really helps you make your decisions. So that's 50% off save the dates at Zola.com slash Daily Beans and use promo code SAVE50 at checkout. You'll be glad you did. All right, time for the good news from the New York Times today. Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg has announced she is cancer free and the treatment for malignant pancreatic tumor has been successful. Her doctors discovered this tumor this past July and began treatment shortly thereafter. This was her fourth time she's undergone cancer treatment. In 2018, doctors removed two malignant tumors from her lung. In 2009, she had surgery for early-stage pancreatic cancer. And in 1999, she was treated for colon cancer without missing a day on the bench. So notorious RBG is hard to kill. RBG is cancer-free. Her theme song should be that Wilson Phillips song. Hold on for no. one more day. <laughs> no. Seriously, all I want Take for her is to retire. Seriously. My I, I AG's resent, views I are not shared. <laughs> I, I, I resent, actually, no, I don't. I stand by it. Okay. I stand by my steam. Wait, you send the emails. Send emails to Amanda Reader. <laughs> that that. No, I just, all I want is for her to be able to fucking retire. Yeah. She, I feel like she needs like a Metallica why we... song or something. <laughs> yeah. Oh, y'all messed up. That's yeah. what she needs. No, 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 yeah. What should Shout be your the devil? Song. Anything. Um, I'll, I'll think about it. Okay. But for real, everybody <laughs> vote in 2020. Um, do it for do it for Ruth. And she probably she might not even fucking retire after that, dude. She is a tough lady. She's mm-hmm. like, take both my lungs. I don't fucking need them. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's fucking badass. 86. God. Yeah, she is 86 years old. Um, good for her. I'm glad yeah. she's okay. The oldest chick alive is like 114 or some shit. So really, fingers crossed. Yeah, lived longer than than the than the fellas. Maybe 118. Who's the oldest dude? I don't know. I think she might just be the oldest person. Who was oh, also the, a lady? Oh, oh yeah. okay. Ah, all mm-hmm. right. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, she retained her record. Oh, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, I hope RBG's doing whatever that person's doing. Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, get Remrise and all the vitamins that we advertise. I'm just, I don't know. I'm sure, I'm sure she's got a good team of doctors. Dude, they fucking beat cancer four times. Yeah, she must have incredible doctors and good yeah. for her. What's yes. the name of that person that's with you in the ring when you're like boxing? 
uh, just like checking on you and fixing your face and shit. Your coach? <laughs> What's that person? I guess coach? so. <laughs> I don't know. I thought there was some cooler name associated with it. <laughs> your coach? But she has one of those people with her at all times. You're good, <laughs> lolly. Like she coughs once. Like how are you feeling? Is that a? Does that feel different than yesterday's cough? Or is it? Cut me, Mick. <laughs> Cut me, Mick. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, I'm so fucking happy. Hashtag fuck cancer. Yeah. Uh, time for a little schadenfreude. schadenfreude. All right. The New York City Bar Association is asking Congress to investigate Bill Barr. Bar Association. Bar investigation. Do 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 do. More Dr. Seuss. Um, saying his public remarks threaten public confidence in the fair and impartial administration of justice. This is nothing new to us or our sister podcast Mueller, she wrote. In fact, check out this clip from the 11th hour on MSNBC from a few months ago. What one Joyce Vance has just written about the Department of Justice uh, in Time magazine went up tonight. It is often said that DOJ's integrity is like a reservoir, slow to fill, but easily emptied by a small leak. The reservoir is leaking. The day after news of Epstein's apparent suicide broke, a tweet from the partisan podcast Mueller, she wrote, articulated the worst case, worst case, forgive me, whether you believe there are nefarious forces within the DOJ that assisted with or turned a blind eye to the Epstein death, the bigger point is no one trusts the Department of Justice. No one. We are in a dangerous place if people no longer trust that the Justice Department is doing justice. So among the examples of Barr's public remarks cited by the New York Bar Association in this six-page letter was his October speech at Notre Dame where he said, quote, the founding generation believe that the Judeo-Christian moral, Judeo-Christian moral system corresponds to the true nature of man, and Judeo-Christian moral standards are the ultimate utilitarian rules for human conduct. Uh, another example is a speech Barr gave to the Federalist Society, where he vilified progressives. And then another was an interview last month where he rejected his own Inspector General's findings of the Department of, General, Department of Justice's Inspector General findings about the origins of the 2016 Russia investigation. Um, so we will keep you posted of this, uh, of this story as, as it develops, but I think this is a step in the right direction. I, I would be surprised if Congress wasn't already investigating Bill Barr, especially with what happened with the, with the, you know, the release of the Mueller report. Um, and uh, Flying to other countries and shit. Yeah. Um, going around asking, you know, you know what happened. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's get social. Hashtag. Trending today on Twitter is hashtag Law Enforcement Appreciation Day, and I would like to thank uh, the likes of Jim Baker, Andy McCabe, Peter Strzok, Bruce Orr, and all the brave men and women who worked on the 2016 investigation into Trump and Russia. And that's it. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts? Uh, my grandpa was lifelong CHP, so shout out to him. Down, down, he down, also down. watches Fox News, but I love him and appreciate down, everything down, else he's down, done. Down, down. <laughs> I had such a huge crush on John, dude. <laughs> down, down. I don't know what this is from. Chips. Chips? You ever watch Chips? Mm-mm. <laughs> <sighs> <clears throat> was it like Friends for Cops? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, no, no, not final thought. None for me. Um. Okay, this is kind of like a weird thing to end on. I'll make it quick. So I got one after you. So oh, I perfect. Could... Okay, when I went to New York, my friend who is really involved in the Jewish community and is Jewish herself, uh, she there was so there's been like a string of anti-Semitic attacks in New York like every day of Hanukkah and it was really awful. So there's a protest. 
that's happening when I landed in New York and my friend was there and she was like scoping it out, you know, to see if it, w- it would be something that we should come to. And she said that it was like overrun by Zionists and they started talking and yelling at all of these other Jewish community members from groups like If Not Now and people that advocate for justice in the region. They were calling them Nazis and saying that they were self-hating Jews and all this really fucked up stuff. So I guess I just wanted to express that because that like blew my mind. Mm. And that's so shitty. And I think like people need to relearn what the hell solidarity means. And for just the separation between like Zionism, the state of Israel, being Jewish, all of this stuff needs to be re-examined and like work at i don't know i'm only like half jewish you know so i can't like say too much about all of this stuff really but i do know that that's just really sad and that's really really sad that she had to leave because they were calling her a jewish person a nazi yeah. everyone's got zionist friends so i don't know maybe it, if it, it's possible to like if you want to pass that story along to them just set kind of to illustrate how toxic that can be yeah, it's gotten to this point in this country where if you ha- if you're anti any Israel policy, then the Zionists call you a Nazi. Yeah, um, that's terrible, and I'm sorry yeah. that you had to or that your friend had to go through that. Yeah, I'm really sorry and she had to too. Blows she me works away. so hard to just like advocate for justice, and it's like so fucked up. Yeah, um, yeah, that is. Mm-hmm. Um, and an interesting note about yesterday's story regarding Nancy Pelosi holding the articles. Uh, and some Democrats breaking with her, saying it's time to send them over and hold Mitch accountable. Today, uh, Dem House Rep Adam Smith, who leads the Armed Services Committee in the House, said, yes, I think it's time to send the impeachment to the Senate and let Mitch McConnell be responsible for the fairness of the trial. He ultimately is. But less than three hours later, Smith tweeted, I misspoke this morning. I do believe we should do everything we can to force the Senate to have a fair trial. If the Speaker believes that holding on the article onto the articles for a longer time will help force a fair trial in the Senate, then I wholeheartedly support that decision. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so anyone who is saying the tra- I just love she got he, he got a call. Mm-hmm. Man, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stepping out of line. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but anyone who is saying the trial will start next week is guessing. So. Take it with a grain of salt. Trump said this morning if Bolton testifies, he would try to limit what he could talk about, citing presidential privilege. Of course. Um, I thought that was interesting. But yeah, today was upside down land twilight zone because Trump said climate change isn't a hoax today uh, during his press conference. And Matt Gates came out in support of Nancy Pelosi's war powers so resolution. Weird. I was like, what's happening? Climate change is not a hoax. I'm just going to deregulate all of these environmental <laughs> regulations. While, for that, the it was while it. he was announcing that, right. that he said climate change isn't a hoax. I want clean air and clean water. That I think is... Ugh. Related to Fox News and Trump. Also, fuck Rupert Murdoch because he his newspaper in Australia is like trying to ramp up the stories about it being arson causing the fires mm. and not cl- climate change. Yeah. And like, fuck that. Yeah. Wow. Just side note. <laughs> That's been making its waves then because a lot of my friends on Facebook are posting all the shit about arsonists. Yeah. It's, it, his newspaper, The Australian, that's his the main paper in Australia, has been pushing stories about arson and downplaying climate change, saying this is not any worse than the fires that we've had. Okay. All right. Let's yeah. say it was arson and mm-hmm. somebody started the fires. They wouldn't be burning so longly, so mm-hmm. longly <laughs> and so extensively yeah. if... Those are, that's what big dick toilets are for. Yeah. <laughs> Longly men. <laughs> um, it, they wouldn't be burning so hot and so extensively if it weren't for climate change. Right. So, like, get the fuck out of my face with mm-hmm. that shit, yep. Rupert Murdoch. Mm-hmm. Um, Amen. 
All right, that is our show. Thank you. <laughs> I tried so hard to end positive. I know, I know. <laughs> Sorry. I tried to do it with the good news, but thank yeah. you so much. I'm so glad you're back, Jordan. Thank you. And Me thanks, too. Amanda, for covering Mandy Reedy. Um, <laughs> please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, take care of the planet, and take care of your mental health. I've been AG. I've been Jordan Coburn. I've been Amanda Reader. And them's the beans. The Daily Beans is executive produced and directed by AG and Jordan Coburn and engineered and edited by Mackenzie Mazell and Starburns Industries. Our marketing manager, executive assistant, production and social media direction is Amanda Reeder. Fact-checking and research by AG, Jordan Coburn, and Amanda Reeder. Our music is written and performed by They Might Be Giants. Our web design and branding are by Joel Reeder with Moxie Design Studios. And our website is dailybeanspod.com.